The Mariners are really banged up and the trade deadline is tomorrow. How does that impact their trade deadline strategy and what does the team have to do over the next 24 hours to ensure it stays on course? We'll tell you our thoughts and more on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you. So you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. It is Monday, August 1st, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every single Monday through Friday. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. We post two additional podcast on there every single week again that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it and a reminder that once again we are giving away a signed mitch hanniger card the winner will be picked on wednesday but you can subscribe now to enter that's all you have to do is subscribe to our youtube channel if you're watching us right now or if you're listening to us on one of your preferred podcast platforms head on over to youtube subscribe to the locked on mariners channel and you are officially entered to win a mitch hanniger signed card that has a little piece of the jersey in there it's numbered there's a lot of cool things with that card it's a really really nice card so we got a lot going on uh today probably too much to get into everything on here all at once so let's just cover some minor items real quick uh anthony misevich has been traded to the kansas city royals he was dfa'd yesterday of course to make room for outfielder jack larson on the mariners 40-man roster uh the mariners get cash considerations from the royals and that's it for misevich which is pretty much all you could expect from a deal like that the other small item uh luis castillo is going to be making his mariners debut officially on wednesday he has been added to the roster uh, and Brennan Bernardino has been sent down to AAA Tacoma to make room for Castillo on the 26-man roster. Uh, so that's really the the two pieces of news that have come out thus far uh, in regards to the Mariners. No deadline news, of course, really. No big trade news. Nothing that's actually of, of note just yet. And, of course, the Mariners don't leak. So we're not hearing a lot of things about which players they might be in on, might not be in on. Uh, but the uh, the market is starting to heat up a little bit. We saw Josh Hader, of course, get traded from the Brewers to the Padres in a fairly surprising deal. Taylor Rogers and uh, Denelson Lamette heading over to Milwaukee, headlining that uh, deal. Uh, it was a really nice deal for uh, for Milwaukee, um, even though that you know they're giving up a uh, you know one of the best relievers in all of baseball, despite being in first place at the uh, you know at the midway point here, but. Uh, 
clearly, you know, I mean, they got a haul there. So, uh, that you know, the, the, the reliever market is hot right now. It's going to be expensive. The market in general is going to be very expensive because there aren't that many sellers right now. So they're kind of in the driver's seat here. And so that's probably why we haven't seen a lot of moves here. And that's probably why the Mariners are, are waiting things out here. Trying, I, I would think that at this point, Colby, and I don't know if you agree with me here, though, that, that Jerry DePoto might be waiting these things out here to maybe get a bargain on uh, on deadline day just try to wait it out see if these costs you know drop at all because i mean they're gonna have to at some point i would think because some of these asks that we're hearing like jd martinez for a major league piece and some prospects and all this stuff like that's a lot for a rental bat who's primarily a dh like the prices are are insane does that concern you at all about maybe the mariners not doing a ton over the next 24 hours or so um, no, I, w- I would feel pretty confident that they're at least going to get uh, a reliever. Um, the bat, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. Uh, to be clear, they absolutely should. And I think we're going to talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but yeah, the, the ticket prices or the, sorry, the, the sales prices for these rentals are, um, so far they've been okay. You know, Ben attendee went for a decent amount, but nothing too crazy. Peralta didn't go for much. Uh, Naquin didn't go for all that much. Um, so I still think you can, might be able to get a bat like, you know, Naquin, Peralta, somebody in that range. But yeah, the Red Sox asking for, you know, a major league piece and a top five prospect for two months of JD Martinez. Get out of here. Nobody, no, no, no sane person is going to give you that price. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, we know the Mariners had scouts at the Marlins game uh, that Pablo Lopez happened to be pitching probably more or less about you know they were going to be there anyways and then they made the castillo deal and then they're like oh well you know still watch joey wendell and guys like that so uh wouldn't read too much into any of that right now and and prices are going to drop here uh once we get you know 12 hours or so to go uh teams will start to be a little more realistic but yeah it's still going to be pricey uh particularly for bats because there's just not a lot of you know decent bats out there right now Mm. Yeah, so guys like Brandon Drury are probably going to cut a little bit more than we initially thought. Uh, And there's also the possibility that the Reds could extend Drury. That's a report that came out today. I would assume that's just an attempt from the Reds to gain leverage. Yeah. 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 Uh, And and I think that's all that really is there. I would be surprised if Brandon Drury signed in an extension to to stay in Cincinnati. I've seen weirder things, of course, specifically with uh, the Rockies who are – trying to extend daniel bard that's something certainly something certainly the rockies are dumb yeah that's putting it nicely honestly uh especially after the off after the offseason that they just had trading nolan arenado and then letting trevor story walk this past offseason like and then signing chris bryant to that deal like i just don't know what's going on in colorado there anywho um yeah so it's Right now, we're just kind of playing a bit of a waiting game because, you know, no one really wants to break the ice right now. Obviously, the Mariners kind of uh, set the market, at least on the starting pitching front, um, but nothing else has happened on that front so far. Frankie Montes is still in Oakland. Nathan Navaldi is still in Boston. You know, uh, other guys that we talked about, Pablo Lopez, of course, is still in Miami. Tariq Skubal is still in Detroit. I know there was a little bit of buzz there with uh, them in Toronto, but right now, like, there haven't been many many deals and i would assume by the point that you're listening to this or watching this 
um, maybe the the market has popped off because it's going to have to happen at some point here in the coming hours, really, even minutes, Mm -hmm. honestly, because it's just the dam has to break. It just has to. It has to. There's no way that we're going to go through this whole deadline and only a handful of moves are made. Yep. This is kind of weird for for a deadline in general, just to build up to a deadline. Like there haven't been a ton of uh, a ton of deals, but the deals that have happened have been like pretty big. Obviously, Luis Castillo going to Seattle, Andrew Penitenti going to New York, Josh Hader going to San Diego. Like these are massive deals that are happening. We're just not seeing a ton of like under the radar deals. We're not seeing a ton of just like like reliever market is starting to pop off again. Like I said earlier, like with Rogers and Hader and Efros going, but like that's been about it like we're not really seeing these like low-key deals happening just yet so i guess you know we we just got to wait and see how this all plays out but uh i would think that jerry depoto and company are just kind of waiting waiting it out seeing you know where the prices drop who stays the longest you know who stays in their current home the longest and and which teams are going to end up getting desperate to move some of their pieces particularly you know rentals guys that are these teams are going to end up you know, letting walk, or at least they're facing the risk of letting them walk in free agency for nothing. Like, uh, teams are going to want to be able to take advantage of the uh, values that some of these guys have, and so eventually they're going to have to come down on their asking price. That's just what it is, or else they're going to get nothing. They're going to get nothing in the end. So, um, obviously a lot of injuries have happened for the Mariners uh, this this past weekend. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is on the uh, 10-day IL with a... uh, Risk contusion. Uh, he's going to have more tests uh, done to see if there's any further damage. Uh, so fingers crossed on that front. Uh, Ty France's wrist is acting up, and uh, he's going to be out for uh, it seems at least a couple more days. He's hoping to get into a game uh, in New York. Uh, of course, the Mariners starting a three-game set with the Yankees at Yankee Stadium uh, tonight. But you know they're they're very very much short-handed. And, um, you know, this this offense needs help. As we saw in Houston, this offense needs help. It needs more probability. It needs hitters that can actually take advantage of, you know, the kind of pitching that the Mariners are going to see in the postseason. And just right now, I don't feel that they have really, a, a, you know, enough of it. And uh, it's going to be difficult to obviously s- supplement that in, in the, you know, in the trade market, as you said. Uh, but I feel like something has to be done. So we'll be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash 
slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. The MLB trade deadline is tomorrow, and Locked On MLB has all the breakdowns, and Locked On Mariners will have rapid reactions to any move made. Subscribe now to your favorite Locked On MLB team on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you get notified when each episode premieres. So injuries on injuries on injuries for the Mariners right now. They are really, really banged up. We saw Jack Larson make a jump from double A and end up in the starting lineup within about 14 hours, 12 hours getting noticed uh, of getting noticed rather. Uh, good for him, by the way, on making his major league debut. That's really, really cool. MLB debut that I think otherwise probably would have never happened. So that's cool. Good for Jack Larson. That was that was awesome. But ultimately, the Mariners uh, not very happy with having to start Jack Larson in the outfield yesterday after Dylan Moore landed on the IL with back spasms. Julio Rodriguez landed on the IL with a right wrist contusion. Sam Haggerty hit himself in the head with his own helmet and required stitches. <laughs> and it's really hard not to laugh when we're I saying that. I only laugh because it's funny. <laughs> it's, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad that yes. he's okay in the end, but yeah. You kind of get what you deserve sometimes. Rough night for Sam Haggerty on Saturday. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the worst night of his professional baseball life. Yeah, um, I think that would that would be pretty safe yeah. to, to assume here. So other than that, though, of course, we saw Kyle Lewis uh, get pinch ran for by Carlos Santana, which I think, that's, I think that's one of the biggest issues here. Uh Kyle Lewis had an awful series, first of all, at the play. Yep. And second of all, the Mariners felt that he, Carlos Santana gave them a better chance on the base pass than Kyle Lewis. That's an issue. That's a massive, yeah. massive issue. I'm just going to say, it, Colby, I don't think Kyle Lewis should be on the major league roster. And therefore, I think the Mariners need to go out and look at outfield bats here over the next 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, he, sh- he certainly shouldn't be guaranteed at bats. And, and we've talked about this a little bit. I, I think we talked about this at the end of our emergency podcast, but like it's go time. So you can't just say, oh, well, Jesse will figure it out. We'll just keep putting him out there. Well, if you can get a better option, you do it. And Jesse can figure it out from the bench, you know, or same goes for Santana and Lewis. You have to throw on that list. Like Kyle Lewis has not played well or hit well coming since coming back up uh, from the concussion IL. Um, you know, he can't even play a full nine innings. He hasn't done that yet. Uh, now he is DHing today, so he has played, I believe, now three of the last four. So I guess that's good. But you really can't put him out in the outfield more than once or twice a week. Uh, he's just a very limited player, and if he's not going to hit, he has no value to you whatsoever because you can't even trust him to run the bases in a close game. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I don't think it's enough to be like, oh, well, Kyle Lewis is, is here. He'll, he'll be fine. Like, Lewis has to be a guy that you consider sending down um, mm-hmm. when you call it Mitch Haniger. Um, you know, even with guys like Toro still on the on the roster, who I think needs to be sent down. Kelnick and Toro, I feel about the same when they come to the plate. Or uh, sorry, uh, Toro and, and Lewis, I feel about the same when they come to the plate. Uh, so, uh, thankfully, you know, uh, Taylor Trammell uh, started his rehab assignment last night. I think he got four full at bats in, so he's he's DH last night. I suspect he'll be out in the field today. Uh, Mitch Haniger uh, looks pretty good on his rehab assignment. Uh, he's in Tacoma. I think they're hoping that he's back when they get uh, home uh, from mm-hmm. New York. 
So I would suspect that he's back in the lineup uh, on Thursday or Friday right. against the uh, against the Angels. So we'll see how often he can play right field. Those two guys should help in theory, but they're not a guarantee to help. Uh, and you have more than two holes uh, to fill. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I would. I mean, the Mariners kind of don't have a choice right now. Lewis gives you a better chance than Jack Larson, for example. Yeah. But yeah, you know when when. We start talking about like, oh, well, you have to play Jesse Winker at this stage. You have to play Carlos Santana. You have to play Kyle Lewis. Like, sounds to me like what you have to do is make a move. Um, mm-hmm. And if that means you have to overpay a little bit to do it, so be it. You're in. You've already did, yeah. you've already dove in. You have to you have to find a way to stay afloat. Yeah, you can't back out now. You already made a huge, you know, as you called it on mm-hmm. on our emergency pod, an F and A trade with. Uh, you know, Luis Castillo, you, you you just you pushed all your chips into the middle of the table right there. So you can't back up back out now that, you know, things are getting a little difficult on you. And so, you know, I apologize for being super reactionary here. But like with Kyle Lewis, you know, or, you know with Kyle Lewis in, in, in general or specifically rather, the deadline is tomorrow, you know, so you don't really have time to wait, wait it out with him. You don't have time to. You know, you gotta you gotta make a declaration now about what you want right. to do. What the, what team do you want to be? And I just feel like you are leaving so much uncertainty there with someone like Kyle Lewis, with even Jesse Winker, as you mentioned, with Carlos Santana, who's been dreadful coming out of the All Star break. Where it's like, yeah, you like these guys, you feel like they can hit, but they're not producing right now. And it's like you gotta make a decision. You gotta make a decision now. Like you can't. Right. Like you're gonna have to do some projection here. You you're gonna have to weigh like how much of an upgrade is you know Brandon Drury over this you know player X here. But like at this point now that you're in, you are totally committed to this thing for 2022 to to end the playoff drought and do damage in the playoffs. You gotta just you you might have to do something a little reactionary here. You might have to right. you know maybe Kyle Lewis is okay. Maybe he'll be fine over the next couple of months. But right now the signs are that's not going to be the case, or at least you cannot bank on that whatsoever. So at that point it's like okay, is is me running that risk more beneficial to me than just trading you know a top ten prospect to go get I don't you know just name an outfielder right like right. doesn't matter. Like, does that actually outweigh that risk? I don't think it does at this point. I really no, don't. You, you kind of, sort of, you, you know, you shot your shot, and it's not that the chamber's now empty. Um, it's just that, no. you know, you have, you, you've kind of, sort you've kind of started your window aggressively now. Like, you've decided, like, now we're starting it. Like, this, we're in. We're in, and the next you know, five years basically has to be all about making the playoffs and trying to win world series. Um, so you can't sacrifice one of those chances just because you ran into some bad luck in particular, when you're talking about the things preventing you or the, the type of players who might be preventing you from being aggressive on the trade market are like the Taylor dollar types. Like who cares? Mm. It's a number mm. four starter at best, at best Taylor dollar is Chris Flexen. who cares? So you have to be open to everything, and that includes training from your major league roster. You have to be careful about that. I, I mean, like I know Colton Wong is out there right now. Um, how much of an upgrade is he over Adam Frazier? Numbers are kind of similar this year. Wong has bet more power this year, but Frazier's been the better defender, believe it or not, which is weird. <laughs> so 
Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, yes, there are limits and yes, there is a possibility where the market just gets so far out of hand that it just doesn't really make sense. But I think if you're thinking about this from the Mariners perspective or Jerry DePoto's perspective, um, imagine that Mitch Hanniger and Taylor Trammell come back and they're fine. Like Trammell is what he was when he was healthy and Hanniger comes back and you get last year's version of Mitch Hanniger. Let's say both those things happen and both those guys are able to play in the field like five, six times a week. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to DH them. You're still a bat short. Like go get that bat. And you can't mm-hmm. say, well, it'll be Julio. Well, what if Julio has a hairline fracture and he's out for a month? What if Ty Francis to go on the IL? We're talking about wrist injuries too, by the way. These things tend to linger. They tend to be issues um, until you get extended time off. So this idea that it's like, oh, well, you know, once everybody gets healthy, we'll be fine. When is the last time the Mariners were 100% healthy and could run out of the lineup they wanted to? Opening day? Seriously, opening day? Yeah. So what are you talking about? And even about? then, Kyle Lewis wasn't healthy, so it's like... Right, so it's like... You're never going to be healthy. Get that out of your life. What do we do when all these guys are healthy? Who cares? Yeah. Get yeah, them no, healthy, you, and then we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, no. If, if this whole thing that Jerry is is saying about, like, oh, we view Mitch Hanniger as the addition, as the deadline addition, the bat, the big bat we need, mm, that's a failure on Jerry DePoto's part at this point. You can't rely on players who have a history of injuries to not only come back and stay healthy, but to perform. You can't do that. You can't do that. Well, I do think that Mitch Hanniger is going to give this team a great boost. Well, I do think that getting Taylor Trammell back is going to be a, a pretty decent boost for this team, especially with the way that he was playing before his injury. The team needs more. It needs more probability. It needs guys that are producing right now, that are healthy right now, that are that you can depend on a little bit more and look if you got to pay a dollar 10 to get a you know a half war up upgrade over someone do it you're in yeah. at this point like you said you have you just you got to do it you got to do it at this point I, I i don't see i i don't think there's any other way around it really i just right now we saw what this team looks like if one of their one of their top guys either goes down with an injury or starts slumping against elite pitching it's bad. It's really, really bad. And no amount of pitching right. that you go out and add, you know, whether it's Luis Castillo, whether you know maybe they add someone else here uh, over the next twenty four hours, and Jose Quintana or you know I Martin Perez, whatever. Yeah. You know, like I, whoever it is, you, like you can add all the pitching you want. You got to score runs though. You got to score yeah. some runs with you some sort of regularity. Yeah, you can't win games zero to negative one, right? Yeah. So, and asking any team, any pitching staff to give up two runs a night so you can try to win as many three to two games as possible, that's that that idea is going to collapse quickly because you're going to burn your bullpen up, you're going to burn your starting pitching up. Um, you have to be able to generate runs, particularly in the regular season. And it's maybe it's it's not like the one of the big names that's out. Brandon Drury is probably the biggest name that's linked to Seattle. Um, you know, maybe it's not him or JD Martinez, but maybe. It's somebody like Nelson Cruz and, and you know, Michael A. Taylor or Lane Thomas or, or somebody who can help you. Uh, and that's that's something that, like you said, you know, if you have to pay a, like a 10% bonus, then you pay it. Mm-hmm. Because what we're talking about here is we're not talking about, uh, you know, you're having to give up Cole Young and, and Harry Ford for any of these guys. So mm-hmm. uh, if it costs you Taylor Dollard and, and Gabriel uh, Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yeah, you know, you might might have to pay that freight. So, we'll see how it goes. Jerry's got a little over twenty four hours. I, I, you know, I he's already surprised me once 
by you know being the as aggressive as he was on Castillo. Um, I do believe he will add a reliever at some point. Uh, but to me, it's this comes down to the bat. You have to add at least one. And and you know, yesterday I used the Atlanta Braves as an example of a team that lost their star kind of midseason and they had to scramble and what they went out and they got Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario, and Jorge Soler. And that cost them a bucket of scrubs, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. Um, and they won a World Series because of their pitching and because mm-hmm. they had enough depth in their lineup that they could score enough runs to make it work. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jerry has to go get four guys, but he needs to go find his Jock Peterson. He needs to go find his Eddie Rosario at least. At least he needs And maybe to it's Jock Peterson. And it could be Jock Peter, actually Jock Peterson, yes. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Like, I don't know like how serious like are you gonna give up Taylor Trammell for Jock Peterson? Probably not. Like, I don't consider know. it. Like I would I would consider it at this point. I think you're yeah, at, maybe you're get at a that reliever point. out of it too or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Twenty four yeah, hours I, to go. Well, yeah, like I said, I think you're you're at that point. So, you know, bats, of course, are pretty hard to come by. That's the thing that mm-hmm. that we've heard all over the place. Um, but I think there, you know, you you already mentioned some. I think there's some others out there that, that can be had that, that should be of interest to the Mariners. So let's dive into those in uh, just a moment here. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. So, bats are going to be a little bit tough to come by here because so, you know, so very few teams are are selling. But there are options out there for the Mariners. Let's not make any mistake about that. I think there are a lot of options actually for the Mariners and there's a lot of ways that they can cre- get creative to land those options one of them of course is the Mariners getting in on the Juan Soto deal being a third team not getting Juan Soto but maybe getting someone like Jake Cronenworth from San Diego I'm just saying maybe there's maybe there's someone in maybe there's maybe there's someone in St. Louis that they might might like I'm just saying I'm just saying you know, Tommy Edmund, baby. Tommy, Tommy <laughs> Edmund, baby. Tommy Edmund, obviously. <laughs> no. But you know, just, the, 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 there might be a way to do that, right? There, there, there's obviously going to be some guys out of Detroit, even no one, even though no one on that team is hitting right now. But like maybe Jonathan Scope is someone that yeah. you could bank on, right? Like maybe that's someone that you could take a, a little bit of a chance on for cheap. Maybe somebody with a track record and it at least shows that you're trying, at the very yeah. least. So, or of course you. Maybe you want to spend a little bit here and go after someone like Eric Haas, you know, but I doubt it. I doubt it. But like there, there are certainly like, yep. there's some big fish here that you could go after that are kind of like under the radar, big fish, like guys that would like significantly help the Mariners, but like not a lot that, that people really know about. Uh, JD Davis is another guy that got off to a rough start this year, but it started to turn it around with the Mets. And obviously the Mariners were at that Marlins game yesterday and the day before. 
But the Marlins were also playing the Mets. And, you know, everyone's assuming that, oh, they're just looking at the Marlins players. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I think J.D. Davis is someone that could be of interest to the Mariners. He's very Ty France-ish in that he doesn't really have a place to play uh, in the infield. Not well. Yeah, not well, at least. He can he can stand. He can stand there. He can stand at third base. He yeah. can stand at left field. Everyone could stand at third base or, and, or left field. But Right. And the idea that contenders don't trade with each other, that's dead. Today they just traded Hater the Marlin or the Brewers just traded Hater to the Padres. They're mm-hmm. just good chance they meet up in the playoffs at some point. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the Mariners have done it. They traded last year with the Astros. They were both contenders. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a big deal. Uh, I guess, you know. If you're gonna scout the match, you might as well ask about Jeff McNeil. I'm just just saying. Um, and, and by the way, what about Miguel Andujar? Right, 27 yeah. years old still has yeah. obviously you know had some struggles at the major league level. The Yankees don't have really any room for him at the uh, at the major league level. But right now in AAA, he's slashing 299, 345, 502 with a 122 WRC plus. Maybe that's someone that, you know, again, I'm talking about cheap alternatives here. And Duhar might be interesting. And do you find him more because like we also don't know how long how long is Dylan Moore's back gonna keep him out? We don't know that just yet. We don't know exactly what right. that's going hey, to be like. You should be looking to upgrade from anyways. So sure. Um, sure. Right. I I think Kansas City makes a lot of sense here with Merrifield or Michael Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think either one makes a lot of sense. Uh, Merrifield the added bonus that he can actually play second base too. So mm-hmm. you have your center fielder for when Julio's out, and then you have your second baseman uh, and a guy who could also play in the corners uh, for Mitch or, or Winker if you need him. So I still think Winker makes a tremendous amount of sense here. I think Michael A. Taylor makes a lot of sense. I think Taylor's going to be pretty pricey. Um like honestly, Kansas City might ask for Emerson Hancock, and I don't know if that's a ridiculous ask by them because uh, you mm-hmm. get Taylor for next year as well, and, and he's having a very good year. So um, I think Kansas City makes a lot of sense here. I think Boston probably not for JD because that's a ridiculous asking price, but I think Kiki Hernandez makes a lot of sense here. Uh, he's supposed playoff. to be back in August, by the way. So yeah, a lot of lot of playoff experience there. Can play second, can play uh, center, really play anywhere you need him to. Um, he's not been good this year, but overall his track record is he's he's a pretty good player. He's not great. Again, we're not mm-hmm. talking about going out and getting the Luis Castillo of bats here. We're talking about make smart upgrades where you can. Uh, don't be afraid to to pay you know a ten percent tax on whatever it is you want. Um, particularly if you have the player beyond this year, which mm-hmm. seems to be where most of the expense is coming from. Is the extra year of control is is adding a lot of uh, weight to these mm-hmm. offers because when you look at like the Ben attendees that. That wasn't a, a huge overpay. That was that was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't as light as people made it look, but it, it's it's fine. And and you look at Peralta and you look at some of these other rental bats. They're not really going for that much, all things considered. So what about what about Oakland? Ramon Laureano and Seth Brown. Ooh. Seth Brown, you know, first base DH can play in the outfield a little bit. Has a ton of power. Doesn't get on base. Doesn't walk. You know, that's kind of the the yeah, downside with him. But he has a tremendous amount like- of power there. Right, there's not going to be a ton of like perfect fits here. Chad Pender, yeah, another one. Uh, so yeah, it's just so you're not going to find a ton of fits. Texas, I think, might be interesting. Go get Charlie Culberson or somebody like that. Yeah, um, maybe even Brad Miller. I know these guys. Like I said, we're not talking about like going out and getting this bona fide star. That that bat does not exist outside of Juan Soto, and I still have doubts whether Soto gets traded. So, um, 
we're just talking about like go find these minor upgrades and and in some of these yeah you're taking a you're taking a lottery ticket you're hoping that they turn it around for you and this is where your analysts come in big and or this is where your coaches come in big your scouts come in big like this is a total team effort uh, mm-hmm. because you might have to get creative and take a shot on somebody who's not performing right now and hope that he turns around maybe Joey Gallo I I doubt it but mm-hmm. like maybe that's a guy I I, I don't know yeah Hunter Renfro, said, I don't know you know a lot of folks are obviously talking about Ian Happ but what about Patrick Wisdom. You know, mm-hmm. former Mariners hit uh, 19 home runs this year. Can play some third. Can play some first. Like he can DH a little bit. So, How about Rafael Ortega, also yeah. from the Cubs, like mm-hmm. guy who can so, play I mean, in the outfield. You know, has some uh, has a little bit of speed. Has stolen eight bases mm-hmm. this year: two thirty three, three twenty three, three fifty four, ninety two WRC plus. It's not great, but it's someone that. It, he helps, and he also makes you a little bit faster as well, which is kind of a key thing here for the Mariners, because especially with Julio and Dylan Morgan, like they have no speed. They have no speed with speed. You're sending speed Jared guy. Kelnick and Adam Frazier to play center field for the next ten days at least. Yeah, Ortega helps. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, I, I just again, I'm not asking Jerry to go and like if if Drury is like we want Emerson Hancock, you're not getting Drury, then fine, I'm not getting Drury. That's fine. I don't care if Drury had another year. Absolutely. But he doesn't. So, um, but Colby, what about an extension? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, refer to Friday's episode, segment two to hear my thoughts on extensions. So, um, yeah, it's like I said, I just, I would expect, I would be disappointed in Jerry if he didn't add something and I'm even okay adding like a lottery ticket. Obviously I would prefer, you know, more of a sure thing, more of a safer ad. But if it has to be a Joey Gallo because your analysts think that they can help him um, by making a tweak or something like that, then then so be it. But you have to add somebody offensively because at the very least you have to you have to let the clubhouse know you still believe in them and just saying like, oh, don't worry, guys, Mitch will be back on Friday. That's yeah. What hey? What about G Man Choi? The Rays have been yeah. open to trading him, uh, according to to Ken Rosenthal. Yeah. Um, I think that a part of that might be trying to free up 40 man spots as well, because they, you know, the Rays are obviously one of those teams that always has a 40 man crunch come the winter. Uh, but this year, you know, Choi is slashed 257, 355, 415 with a 125 WRC plus. He's hit eight home runs. He's he's a he's an upgrade over Carlos Santana, if anything. Right, and Santana is definitely one of those guys that doesn't need to get at bats and. By the way, I'm still convinced that Ty France is going to end up on the IL at some point. So, uh, not a not a bad option. He's actually, I think, I mean, maybe it's just because he's a bigger guy, so we give him a lot of like breaks over there. But I think he's actually a pretty decent first baseman defensively as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be down. I, I think he would help. And and uh, you know, if you're not going to go out and get like a, a big, you know, JD Martinez type, then. Maybe a platoon between him and Kyle Lewis is something you can do in in you know September and, and whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think that'd be uh that'd certainly be a fun one. I'd say that. Um, yeah, for sure. Just you know the the major league for major league part is always hard, but uh, yeah, you know maybe mm-hmm. the Mariners have to. We talked about this on Friday. Maybe the Mariners do have to trade Marco Gonzalez or Chris Flexen to get the bat they want, or maybe they have to trade Penn Murphy or or somebody like that that they really don't want to, but. Yeah, well, because I I think too, right? Like if the Mariners do out, go out and they do get a, a Jose Quintana, it seems like they might still be involved in the starting pitching market. Like if they get one of those guys, mm-hmm. you kind of have to trade uh, one of Marco or, or Flexen, right? Just based on what pitching's going for, controllable pitching. 
yeah. you probably get something decent for Marco and Flexen. Nothing, nothing like earth shattering, but like you get. You could go and get your bat. Yeah, you can go get your. You know, like I don't know. Could you get Whit Merrifield for Chris Flexen? Maybe, maybe. You know, so I I, I think there's a lot of like while. You know, it's easy to say that there aren't a ton of hitters available. You know, this is the whole point of the of the uh, segment here is while, you know, we hear this narrative that there aren't a ton of bats that, that fit, et cetera. I think there are a lot of ways that they I, I think that's oversimplifying it because I do think that there are ways for the Mariners to get creative here and realistically get a bat or two. And really, I don't think that two should be off the table here nope. uh, whatsoever. It's just the the over reliance on guys getting healthy and being able to produce and stay healthy uh that's just a little too much uncertainty for my liking for how much the mariners have gone in with the luis yeah. castillo trade had they not made that trade and they were in this in the you know position that they were in before making that trade i could maybe justify that a little bit more but now that they have made their proclamation that they have made their statement that they have made their stance clear you just you can't over rely on a lot of things breaking your way because that's very much what the mariners did in the cano cruz seager felix iwakuma era you know it's just we're gonna hope that ryan healy figures it out you know, we're going to hope that Logan Moore or not Logan Morrison. That's the Jack Z era. But, you know, you, that we're hoping that Domingo some of these guys, Santana. Domingo Santana, the Sussmiths of the world. It's just, you know, like we're going like to hope that all help a lot right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to hope that, you know, all the, you know, all these things that we're banking on, they break our way. And it doesn't even have to be with acquisitions because all the guys that we listed there were acquisitions. But even just, you know, in this just bringing guys back from injury and just thinking like, Oh yeah, they're going to play to their hundred percentile. Yeah. Like that's just, that's not a plausible plan here. That's not a, that's not a legitimate plan at all. No, so they not. have to do more. They have to do more. We'll see, they have to yeah, do we'll, more. They absolutely do it. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I will reserve like grading until Wednesday show because we'll mm. be off air when the trade deadline passes and all that stuff. Uh, and I don't like doing grades anyways, but I like if Jerry doesn't come away with a bat of some kind, the highest I can see giving him is like a B mm-hmm. because he did make the Castillo trade. And the Castillo trade I would have made today, even if I knew Julio and entire like even with the current information I have, I'm still doing that trade. Absolutely. So right. we'll see. But we'll leave it on this note. G-Man Choi, Ty, mm-hmm. 77th percentile. Now it's above average at first. There place. you go. Big dude can pick go. it. So there you go. Nice. I always love a big dude who can pick it and also can hit. So, uh, greatest Mariner of all time. Not very good. I know you, I know you agree with that statement. Yeah. Well, 65th best player on his, on the, you can't uh, say this when we're running out of time, (laughs) but it's accurate. You can't spread this this propaganda. It's accurate by F4. 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 Who cares about F4? Like 63rd most valuable player on that 2016 Mariners team. I didn't know they had used 64 players that year, but apparently they did. So not very good. 
friendship over. Right, that's going to do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast uh not exactly sure what our plan is for tomorrow but we'll keep you posted on twitter be sure to follow us on twitter at lo underscore mariners for colby patnode i'm tidying gonzalez be sure to give inside the mariners a follow over at inside mariners you can follow me at dan gonzalez c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at c pat 11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode whether you're watching or listening to it and thank you again for making us your first listen of the day now make your second listen this uh the locked on mlb podcast mlb expert paul francis sullivan brings humor passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on mlb on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace